You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Episode of I'm a Doctor, not a podcast, Cinema Geekly Star Trek podcast, Chief Petty Officer Anthony Lewis, along with the newly found, we found her, everybody. <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Aurora Babalu, our science officer, we found her in that asteroid. Yes. yes. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, Fleet Admiral Ben Knight, in his attempt to rescue Aurora from her stranded, <laughs> her stranded spaceship on the asteroid, has been transported into the Beta Quadrant and will not be available for yeah. this week's episode. I am very thankful that he saved me. Yeah. Very thankful. Now, it was really hot in that asteroid, so my, my beard is gone. <laughs> it, 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 just, it just melted <laughs> away? or Melted away, so I have to grow it back. That's a shame. I forgot but that it's we... fine. It's fine. There's something, it's something fixable. I, so forgot like I, that we... I forgot that we decided <laughs> that you were just going to keep the Mirror Universe beard yes. thingy. <laughs> I'd completely. Aurora is remembering all of our made-up storylines from <laughs> the last season of the show. Um, okay, so we are here talking Star Trek Discovery season two, episode two, New Eden. It's directed by Jonathan Frakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, I love that man. Uh, and we got an episode of Star Trek here, Aurora, that felt way more like an episode of Star Trek. Oof. Then yeah. most of what like we've seen from Discovery. original Star Trek for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we jump in and talk about New Eden real quick, you did watch episode one. Um, I did. We don't have to go into deep discussion about it, but any mm-hmm. general thoughts? Do you, you like it? Were you mixed? Uh, how, I don't know. How'd you feel about it? I loved it. I love that we got we got to see a little Spock. Mm-hmm. Kind um, of a dick. Kind of a dick. Yeah. Uh, but I like the, the the whole, you know, giving us a little bit of background with how Michael uh, was that like, joined that family. Yeah. Um, I like that Captain Pike is the captain. No. Yeah, he's he's pretty likable, isn't he? He and he's very handsome. He's a good well. looking guy. Very easy on the eyes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I loved every, I, I I loved it. I I really missed this show. So that first episode kind of like gave me that you know excitement again. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tilly is awesome. Yes. Uh, Saru is awesome. Like all the they have such amazing characters in this show, and just seeing them again uh, just made me very excited. So I I really liked it. They started giving a little bit of personality to the bridge crew. Yes. Yes. 
I'm I'm already falling in love with uh, Kayla Detmer, the navigation officer. Yeah, she's great. I like she's her great. a lot. Uh, so, and this and, also. And, oh, go ahead. I also love that the when they went to save that the those people. Ah, yes, the Hiawatha uh, the in, crew. The, yes, the engineer was Stig Notaro. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. I love her. And, <laughs> and when I heard that voice, I was like, "That sounds like Tig." Yeah, that is and definitely. And then when Tig I Nataro. saw her, oh my god, that was amazing. No, not only that. does Tig Nataro have her name is a Star Wars name. Yeah, but her Star <laughs> Trek character, her name yes. is also Star Wars sounding name Jet Reno. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like she should be like in a X Wing or something. <laughs> but she was really cool as like the engineer oh, who managed cool. to keep the crew alive. Yes. Yeah. And that and that also set up our story, the signals that are mm-hmm. appearing all throughout the universe. This is the thing that uh captured Spock's imagine apparently Spock we learned in this episode was uh he was aware of this before Starfleet was even aware of right. these signals and this mysterious angelic-like figure. So let's talk about what happens in New Eden. So they receive another mysterious stellar signal, uh, and once they calculate where it is, they realize it's in the Beta Quadrant, which is where Mm -hmm. Ben happens to be trapped at the moment. Uh, (laughs) And it would take them like a hundred years to get there. Yeah, it was like 150 years to get there, yeah. But luckily, they're on the Discovery Aurora, and they have a spore drive. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, they they let you use it for the Klingons, though. I'm sure it'll be okay to use it here, right? <laughs> so that's kind of the thinking. And they use Stamets to, to take the Spore Drive. Now, if you're familiar with what happened in Episode 1, we got a sort of similar thing here. They show up at the source of the signal, but the signal is gone. Yes. Mm-hmm. There is a planet there, though. And it's a it's populated with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by people, I mean human people, Aurora. Yep. In fact, the evidence suggests that these people, their their time on this planet dates all the way back to the time of World War Three, an mm-hmm. infamous event in Earth Star Trek history. Yep. Uh, an away party, including Captain Pike, Burnham, and I'm always going to mess up Joanne's name because I don't know how to pronounce her last name at the moment, but... Uh, is it Osequin? Osequin? Uh, yeah, I don't. I yeah. Joanne. <laughs> Joanne. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they go down to investigate and discover a, a primitive society with a religion combining multiple human religions mm-hmm. uh, and a few citizens preserve tales of uh, the war. Mm-hmm. Much of the action takes place within the settlement's church. Uh, when an astronomical anomaly occurs, producing an extinction-level shower of radiation. So this is like happening up in the uh, the up in the atmosphere. It's a ringed planet, um, and nobody on the planet knows that uh, this is going to uh, this is happening. This is kind of like the B plot, actually. Believe it or not, with like Tilly and it is uh, it and is. Stamets because Tilly is working with the piece of the asteroid that they mined because. It shares a lot of similar energy patterns with the tardigrade. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to try to use the, maybe use this uh, asteroid or its materials to kind of power the spore drive. So she's sort of running um, tests on it. When they discover this 
uh, this radiation thing that's about to happen and uh, shower the planet and kill everybody on it. Uh, Tilly devises a plan to use the asteroid, uh, kind of like a magnet due to its properties, uh, to essentially drag the radioactive materials away from the planet. Uh, By the way, Aurora, not just drag it away, but they do a donut, which was... I love that so much. I, like, when she tells Detmer this and her face sort of lights up and they're like, can we do this? And she goes, yes, actually, no. Uh, And they try to, like, (laughs) figure it out. Once they figure it out, then I heard the phrase, uh, preparing to engage the donut maneuver. I'm like, oh, my God. I wrote that down. I love that. Ah, that was so great. And they did, and it looked cool. I mean, we'll talk about the the visuals in a bit, but... um, So, on the planet, Pike meets um, another civilian whose ancestors uh, believed that were more scientifically oriented and they didn't believe that earth was destroyed. So many of the people who are on this planet think that earth was destroyed during world war three. And uh, through this man, Pike learns that some of these artifacts from world war three have survived, including a, a broken combat helmet that had like an active camera on it. Uh, okay, let me see here. This is this is all wrangled around. All this writing, nobody nobody did a good job of summing this up in a in a proper manner. Uh, oh, yeah, there's another thing they mentioned in here that we forgot to mention. We'll get around to that in just a second. Um, so actually, you know what? Not much else happens on the planet, really, outside yeah. of the whole dilemma with the. Um, all I I okay. So let's skip to this. Pike ultimately decides to uh, trade this man like a power cell uh, mm-hmm. that will help uh, provide uh, electricity to everything uh, in exchange for the helmet, mm-hmm. uh, the helmet cam. Uh, Tilly, this is another thing we forgot to mention, because she been, she's been talking to somebody on the ship, like right. a friend, but it turns out that this isn't really somebody on the ship like she thinks it is, because she recognizes her from mm-hmm. somewhere. And she's like, oh, my God, it's like my friend from school. I had no idea she was even on the ship. And then she finds out she's not on the ship and tries to look up her Federation record and finds out that her friend died years ago. And Tilly is seeing her here. Yeah. So crazy. Uh, And once Pike gets back to the ship, uh, he they fix the the camera on the helmet and uh, it shows the church inside the church under attack. Uh, and then apparently the entry of a glowing angelic being, similar to what Michael saw in the Hiawatha shuttle bay in mm-hmm. episode one. So it seems like not a lot happened in this episode, but a lot kind of did happen. It's just... It did, yeah. Yeah. So what what did you think of episode two? I loved it. I'm already giving it a five. Wow. Already <laughs> a five. <laughs> Well, that's it for the show this week, everybody. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> I loved it so much because it it was so true to Star Trek mm-hmm. from beginning to end. Um, from you know finding this new civilization, uh, figuring out if they should intervene, um, the consequences of it, and 
how they fixed the problem, everything was so true to Star Trek. It just just gave me a lot of nostalgia. Yes. Um, that it just and I was so 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 much into the plot. I was so much into what Captain Pike was gonna do mm-hmm. because uh, Michael really wanted to intervene and you know tell these people the, the truth the people in the planet yes that we're from earth earth is okay yeah, that, right right um and captain pike was really was against it mm-hmm. um and that that whole moral dilemma is what i love about star trek um yes so seeing that was great um yes. yeah they um they uh i mean it's star trek they quote shakespeare they do yeah. Uh, they, uh, I think that's not the only thing either. I know that they, uh, um, there's some other stuff that they talk about. I can't remember what it is. The, uh, uh it's driving me oh, nuts. The, it's is the, one of the, uh, like a, a physics law, something like that? Or the, uh, I mean, you know, or the, the old saying that like any sufficiently advanced culture, um, would appear as, you know, magical to somebody less, mm-hmm. uh, advanced, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and he notes, Pike notes here that. Nowadays, um, depending on the the civilization, that a sufficiently advanced civilization could appear as gods. I right. think he's sort of maybe talking about these this angelic being or whatever it might happen to be um, that they just don't understand what it is or why mm-hmm. they're being brought here. Because clearly there there are ties. For some reason, these signals appear, and when they arrive, there are people who need help. Right, uh, and it's kind of clear that whatever this angelic thing is that's the thing that brought these people from world war three ravaged earth to this planet Mm -hmm. in the beta quadrant yep uh so we are seeing an unfolding mystery i'm really i mean ben and i have already been going back and forth about who or what it could possibly be yeah i mean the, the only thing that comes to mind is q but q is in the next generation yes it's hard, uh, it's hard to know for sure exactly what yeah. I mean. They could be doing something completely brand new. They could, yeah. And that would be amazing. I would love mm-hmm. if it's something totally new. Yeah. I thought uh, the thing that I've been... Uh, I mean, this is more of a continuation from last week's episode, but something that I really liked again this week is the they continue to do dives into who these characters are. Even mm-hmm. just, like, little bits. Like, we learn in the episode that Detmer has been a pilot. She's had a pilot's license since she was 12. Right, right. Uh, we know that Pike, uh, his family, like, his father is, like, a theologian. He taught, like, religious studies. Yeah. Uh, even though he himself is not very religious, he has kind of a deep understanding of of religions and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. We... <laughs> I I, learned I, in, I oh go ahead. I actually loved in the in the first episode when um, they pull off the, his record on screen, and he ah. points out that he failed astrophysics. Yes. I uh, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm an academic advisor. I'm gonna use this. Yes. I'm gonna say, hey, Captain Pike failed astrophysics, and he still made it. <laughs> he still made it. He was still a Starfleet captain. captain. <laughs> yes. So anything is possible. <laughs> One class does not define you. No. <laughs> That's right. Um, so this is, we're two weeks in, and we now have to, like, add a Saru ability watch 
because mm-hmm. we learned of a new ability of his last week mm-hmm. that he has like super eyesight. Right. We did not know this prior. Mm-hmm. And this week we learned that he speaks 90 languages. <laughs> He's like C-3PO. He is, yeah. I wonder if he can understand uh, the binary language of moisture evaporators. Let's find out. <laughs> uh, so they, uh, and there's like tons of like little teeny weeny things like Tilly went to Musk Junior High School, mm-hmm. which I presume is named <laughs> after Elon Musk. Uh it still sounds weird. It is, right? Musk. <laughs> Musk. Makes it sound like it's a like a really smelly school. It does. Yeah. No, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, so there's there's all the character stuff. They go a little bit deeper on on the characters. They're adding some layers. Plus there's this mm-hmm. mystery. Uh it's revealed in this episode that Spock is actually not on like leave he mm-hmm. pike reveals that he actually checked himself into a uh like a mental institution right right i think so uh cuz whatever whatever has happened to him on his journey to figure out what this is has clearly uh, affected him in some way yep so these are all things we've learned can yeah. we talk and- for a second oh go ahead do you have something else uh- to add Oh, I was just going to say that um, one of the main things I liked about this episode was mm-hmm. how well they uh, portrayed the people in the planet mm-hmm. with combining all their religions together. And then they open like their version of the Bible and it's like scraps of every single religion just put together in the book. Yeah. I thought that was such a great idea. Oh, I loved it so much. It was copy and pasted essentially. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was really interesting as well. Yeah. Um and that's I mean that's a thing we can talk about. I loved the I love the visuals of this show. I think mm-hmm. uh I mean Ben and I mentioned it on last week's episode, but I think it looks nicer than last season. It does. Like, it does a hundred percent. Like this looks like film quality. Yeah. It's really stunning at how, how gorgeous everything looks. Um yeah. so when they do the the, the jump they do this cool shot of the, the, the top of the ship. Oh, yes. When the... it's going around. Yes. And it's all CGI, but it looks so good. Yes. It, it looked amazing. Very impressive. Yeah. This show is looking fantastic. I, I wish more people would watch it because obviously yeah, yeah. the audience number is somewhat limited, at least in the United States, I think it is. Um, mm-hmm. It might have a larger audience outside of the U.S., but uh, yeah, I I think this is another really good episode yeah the special effects also in the in the face like the makeup of the characters looks flawless as yeah, well much better looking i agree yeah um yeah i mean we're really going to get a chance to put that to the test because i think next week's episode has the we revisit the klingons yeah yeah so we will see and then some of them have magically grown hair <laughs> so uh you know we'll see how hey, maybe 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 it's a wig hey uh, maybe <laughs> Maybe that the, one day the Laurel. Whole the, there's not whole market in the galaxy just for Klingon wigs. Yeah, like what? I mean, look, maybe <laughs> Laurel just woke up one morning, stared in the mirror before she had her gawk, and she's like, "You know what? This bald head thing that was a mistake. Let's go to the Klingon wig shop, everybody." Uh, so, oh boy, I, I would love to be that character in Star Trek, the owner of the Klingon the Klingon wig, wig shop. shop. 
That'll be amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I mean, I'm... I, I kind of had high hopes for mm-hmm. this season after really enjoying season one. And it, and for me, it took season one a little bit of time to pick up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But by the time they got the ball rolling, especially near the end, I was pretty happy. But man, this this season has just jumped out of the gate quick. It did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, before we tell you uh, what we what we thought in, in terms of uh, the score for the show. I'd like to thank the uh, the sponsors, Adam Tickets. Uh, cinemageekly.com slash Adam Tickets, or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. Um, okay, so Aurora, any final thoughts on uh, episode two of Discovery? I One thing I'm going to say, I was going to say is that Captain Pike has a little bit of Captain Kirk in him, mm-hmm. um, and I am enjoying that a lot. Yeah, yeah, me well. too. Because there, there's a lot of characters in this show that are very uh, serious. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you look at Michael and Saru, like they are very very I mean, straight laced. Yes, yeah. yes, and you know she was raised uh, by a Vulcan family, so it makes mm-hmm. sense. Uh, so they are all very technical, analytical people. So it's it's nice to have another person that's gives that balance because we have Tilly but Tilly she's also very analytical in a way yeah she's just Tilly she's just Tillier than others (laughs) it's really hard to describe Tilly she and I mean Ben and I thought she kind of stuck out a little bit weirder in the first episode because Mm -hmm. the tone is lighter for Mm -hmm. Star Trek this season uh, and she was kind of like the breath of fresh air in the much darker toned right. season one. Uh, so she did kind of feel like she stuck out a little bit mm-hmm. uh, in the first episode. But I can't stay mad at Tilly. No, she's, she's amazing. She's awesome. She's yes. some, something. Of, she had some really funny line in this episode about espressos. <laughs> I don't remember what it, she had, like three espressos or something and like, watch out. Yep. Uh She's great. It's you can't stay mad at her for. for I love long. I love that character. She's awesome. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the I had high hopes, and so far they've been better than I expected. I think. Mm-hmm. So, I am I am all for more of this. Uh, Same. Aurora, what would you give New Eden? Yeah, five. I, I yeah. It's I know. I know you said it earlier, but you know we <laughs> have to make it official now. <laughs> okay, I didn't. I didn't go five. Ben said he would have uh, given it four and a quarter. Okay, and I gave it four and a half. Okay, so we're like all in the ballpark essentially. Yes, but a good episode. Well done, Mister Frakes. Again, uh, mm-hmm. he had one of my favorite episodes of last season uh, as well. There's actually a real fun behind-the-scenes video uh, where the cast. Uh, is talking about working with him uh, Mm -hmm. on the show. And it's awesome. He brings, like, Deanna Troy with him to work. Because they're (laughs) all... Like, all they do is, like... They spend most of the time just talking about, like, how amazing it is that everybody from Next Gen are still friends. Mm -hmm. And they're Mm -hmm. like... He's like... He's like, Frakes just tells us that, uh, you know, he sees, like, the same kind of, like, bond in our group. 
And I'm like, I hope everybody on this show stays friends forever too. Yeah. That's uh that's that's my hope. I know it's their job, but it's I don't know, there's something about it, Aurora, when uh when one of your favorite shows, like when all the people that are on it, like actually genuinely enjoy each other's yeah. company. And it, 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 when that happens, it shows. Like yeah. you can see it in the actual yeah. show. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy. They still, Frakes and Marina Sirtis still call each other Imzadi. Like they're really Riker <laughs> and Troy. It's so cute. <laughs> I I love it so much. But I mean, the, the, that whole cast spent years together. Mm. And they went through a lot of stuff also with the show. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, oh, man, we got the Picard show that's coming later this year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and who knows what next-gen folks will see on that show. I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. see one or two. There's too much Star Trek, Aurora. You know what? <laughs> no, I take that back. There's no such thing as too much Star there's Trek. Never, there's never too much Star Trek. There's a lot of Star <laughs> Trek right now, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. The world needs it. I yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness, do we ever need more Star <laughs> Trek? More of this, less of the other things, please. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's it for this week's episode. Uh, we're going to send out some sort of long-range scanning device to see if we can pick up on Ben's location. Maybe we can get him back here uh, mm-hmm. for next week. Uh, but in the meantime, head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And uh, also you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. Just search for I'm a Doctor, Not a Podcast. Hit subscribe. And uh, that way you can come back and hear us talk about more Discovery. Season 2, Episode 3. It's called Point of Light. Point of Light.